You're listening to the Shamelessly Feminine Podcast, the place for the kick-ass woman who needs a kick in the ass. Your host, Jen Rosenbaum, is giving you the tools to shed shame and live the biggest life possible. So kick off your heels, get comfy, and get ready to be the boss of your life. I feel like we all make excuses when we talk about meal planning and feeding our kids healthy food and finding time to work out. I know I do it too. Um, but the truth of the matter is today's guest, Carissa, really debunks all of those excuses because she has two young children that are two and four. She's in great shape. She cooks healthy meals and her husband is overseas for a year now. So she does this all on her own. If she could do it, we could do it, right, ladies? She will uh, demyth many things about the paleo diet and eating healthy and also talk to me and give me a little instant pot pep talk. So take a listen. I think it's going to help your kitchen skills and your family will thank you for it. Hi, Krista. Welcome to the Shamelessly Feminine Podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. It looks super sunny and warm where you are and I'm bundled up in my jacket where I am. So I'm super (laughs) jealous of you right now. I know. I live in paradise. I'm in San Diego. So it's like 72 and sunny every day. It's oh wonderful. Gosh. And you you also live in paradise because I see in the background, you have an Instant Pot and a Vitamix, which is <laughs> like... I think it's a Vitamix. But anyway, that's amazing. <laughs> yes. I, I'm a kitchen tool appliance hoarder. A self-proclaimed. Awesome. Me too. But I don't use them. So we're going to talk about that in a minute. But first, <laughs> tell everybody who you are. My name is Krista Benson. I am the... the owner and founder of the website Physical Kitchness, um, where I help busy women really take help, take charge of their health and wellness. I do it through easy, family-friendly recipes, workouts, and really mindset. Wow. That's a lot. Okay. So I'm a busy mom. And it's funny because I realized lately, like I'll have days where my kids are like, I want cereal for dinner. And I'm like, thank you, Lord. I'm so happy they want cereal for dinner. And I go to bed at night and I'm like, oh, I feel really guilty that they had cereal for dinner. So tell me a little bit about how you help busy moms plan for meals and feed their children. Yeah, it's the time thing is is everyone's biggest constraint. No one has the time. And I think in a society where we see like the perfectly batch cooking meal prep things on Instagram and like it it seems overwhelming. So I really try to make it my mission to show women, especially busy moms, that it doesn't have to be overwhelming. It can be 10 minutes a night to just plan and prep and then you set yourself up for success for your family and for yourself. And it really try to emphasize that like we have to take care of us first before we can take care of the children. So <laughs> true. And once we get that in place, everything sort of becomes a little bit easier step by step. So for me, it's not so much the time of the prep. It's like the shopping time. Like I, I don't know. I don't know if it's like this in California, but in New York, there has to be like, I have to go to the grocery store five times a week because it's not just like, oh, we run out of things. It's like, well, this store has this and this store has that and this store doesn't carry that. So I need to go to the... And it's so... The shopping itself is so time consuming. Do you find that there? I do find it there. I have a little bit of a different situation because I I am going to the grocery store every other day, but I'm a food blogger. So I get that. Um, But I think when we can focus on the meal planning and and I like have little tricks at my sleeves. Like I have a on the side of my fridge, a freezer and refrigerator inventory list. So I just jot things down. I mean, super quick chicken scratch. And so that I can always like cross things off and know in the back of my head, 
what I need to get so that I'm making one stop. And typically if I have to go to multiple stores, it's because I want something specialty, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and if, and, and that's the other negative connotation when it comes to healthy living is that it needs, fa- everything needs fancy ingredients or these really intricate, expensive things. And that's just not the case. It's all about for me, like protein, fresh produce, healthy fats, and the rest is, is just implementing it. Mm. Uh, so I'm obsessed now with the prime now. Do you have that where Whole Foods is delivering to your house in two hours? I don't, but oh, I should. I know. Day. It is a life changer. You know, like, cause there's times I'll even be sitting in my office in the morning and I'll be like, you know what I feel like having for dinner tonight? Salmon with whatever, roasted broccoli. And I'll just like order what I want. And then it comes to my house like two hours later. And I'm like, I didn't even have to leave. So it's, you know, with technology, we're starting to have less and less excuses actually to eat healthy and to prep. Yeah, absolutely. Those are great. Like the meal delivery services and the grocery services are great. Um, And if you can do that, it's awesome. And not everyone can because it is expensive too. And so that's kind of the, the whole thing is, is minimal ingredients, easy ingredients, not something that's going to break the bank. Like I, I want to make this lifestyle accessible for everyone and teach yeah. women how to do that. Yeah. Okay. So tell me some things that you like to eat that are accessible to everyone and easy to make. You know, I really focus on, like I said, my meals always consist of like three main components. It's protein, whether that's salmon, chicken, grass-fed beef, whatever. And we can go into how I like reinvent those things. Um, vegetables always. That's really when I am quote unquote meal prepping on the weekends. It's not batch cooking meals. It's just roasting tons of veggies, steaming mm-hmm. veggies, like just all the veggies. Yeah. <laughs> and then the healthy fats, so avocados or olives or um, any sort of like ghee or coconut oil, like cooking in that. So I always just focus on that. And, and as I've practiced over the years, just filling my plate with those three components, it becomes easier and easier. So it's like a, it's kind of paleo-ish. It's very paleo. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know if you wanted to use the word. Some people are like, I don't want to define it, you know? So, okay. Yeah. I, I primarily am like eating a paleo based diet. Yes. I mean, I, I don't completely, but I just feel so much better on it. My kids' behavior is better when I'm feeling them, that kind of stuff. So, that works for our family. So, let's talk about reinventing. Um, vegetables and chicken and proteins because I I fall into these like I make the same thing over and over and then I get even I'm sick of it my family doesn't want to look at it anymore and I'm like okay roasted broccoli again it was great in week one week three I'm like oh my god shoot me you know and it's also (laughs) different here in New York when this time of year what are we seeing at the grocery store we're seeing like a lot of root vegetables a lot of squash a lot of like cabbage, a lot of the same things over and over again. How do you reinvent to make it interesting? You know, I really try to think about like the basics and then I think of like sauces or condiments and I pre-make those. And honestly, I freeze them a lot. I make big batches of pesto. So easy, you know, just um, basil and olive oil and pine nuts. And if you want to add Parmesan, you can. Um, Garlic, lemon, I make like mason jars full of it and I throw it in the freezer. And so that when I'm ready to just, I'm in a bind, I just want to throw a turkey burger on the stovetop or grill a chicken breast. Um, I have pesto that goes well with everything. Mm -hmm. Or I have on my website, I have a tahini based like sauce that goes on everything. I make caramelized onions in batches. I freeze them. So it's really trying not to overthink it, but how can you like reinvent this super basic stuff and just add a teeny side component that makes it a new meal? 
Mm, that's so great. I actually, the other day I made this soup that I was like so proud of myself for because I was like, I, I'm cold. Like, you know, the, last week it was 80 in New York. This week it's 50. So winter's <laughs> here. It's so ridiculous. Um, and I was like so proud of myself that I, I took all the veggies that I would normally roast. And I was like, I'm just going to put them in chicken broth and I'm going to add, you know, this or that. And I was like, oh, okay, I can do this, you know, but yeah. uh, it's hard. And I have picky eaters at home. Do you have picky eaters? You know, I, um, my youngest, it, I, sh- I should say was slash is picky. Um, we battled for <laughs> this first, I don't know, you know, when they could start solid six months to about two years old, we battled, but I never, um, I never gave in. I just kept reintroducing and reintroducing and it was a battle. You guys, I get it. Uh, but now he's so much better and my kids really eat all the vegetables I put in front of them with a little mm-hmm. coaxing sometimes. But I think, um, I think if you just stick to your guns in that aspect and it's, it's hard, but the end payoff is so worth it. Do you, when you're on paleo, do you eat root vegetables? Yep. I eat all vegetables, all vegetables. All so like, vegetables. what are your, some of your favorite vegetables to make? I love Brussels sprouts. Um, I either boil them and throw them with ghee on top and a little um, pink Himalayan salt. I'll roast them with balsamic. Um, I even like shred them up and saute them in coconut aminos or soy sauce if you are not uh, following paleo. So just like that is such a versatile vegetable for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I love beets. I love beets just sliced with salt on them. I, I actually put cooked beets in when I make smoothie bowls. Mm. You can't taste them. I puree them. I put them in my kids' muffins with a little cocoa powder and maple syrup. So they don't even know. They think they're eating chocolate muffins. And so <sighs> I don't know. I just, I love all vegetables, but those are my, probably my two favorite. What's a smoothie bowl? Tell me about that. I'm just, I'm just getting into smoothie bowls. So, um, I typically will do like frozen fruit, like a strawberries and cherries, a huge handful of kale or spinach. And then I am adding all the supplements or the protein powders that I want. So I'm big on collagen. I do maca root powder for hormone imbalances and Mm -hmm. adrenals because, you know, having babies does a number. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then I add any like vegetable, like cauliflower rice or cooked beets or cooked carrots because you can't really taste it in the smoothie bowl with the supplement, the protein powder and the, and then um, a little almond milk and it's this creamy thick base and it's like just heavenly. Mm, yeah. Cause like the acai bowls are a big trend, but they're filled with sugar. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and that I don't, I haven't, this is, I'm just getting into the smoothie bowl thing. Cause I primarily was doing like eggs every morning for breakfast and I kind of got burnt out, but the smoothie bowls, I like making at home because again, it's sweetened with fruit and that's it. Yeah. Usually acai bowls typically have extra stuff, whether it's honey, honey or yeah. 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 All this stuff. So this is just easy to do. And, you know, typically like if you are using I use Vital Proteins Collagen. They have a berry flavor I use or like a protein powder that's chocolate, super clean. Mm. So use it naturally. So so what is um, like, this is this is my biggest struggle. I'm, ac- I'm actually like in the process of changing my whole diet right now and I'm kicking butt at it in general. But there's like those moments where you're like, I just want something decadent or I want a treat or I want, I'm just having a craving, you know, my period's coming and I just, I need something, you know, do you have anything that's on the cleaner side that you consider a treat or something like a comfort food that you look forward to that's still paleo? I, you know, the treat thing is difficult. Cause I think if you were, if, if you have like the thing, like my thing is like tortilla chips, it's my thing and it's not paleo. <laughs> it's not like healthy. Yeah. But if you, if you restrict, 
um, you're going to binge. Just That's just how it is. You can go cold turkey for a while, but when you get your hands on it and you try one, then you're going to have a lot. So I, I don't... Uh, I don't really believe in like omitting the things that make you your treat per se, but mm-hmm. it's about mindful eating. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, if I have, I love anything crunchy, tortilla chips, plantain chips. And so when I have that, instead of eating the whole bag, I, I section it off. I'll have mm-hmm. you know, a, a small bowl or um, I really have, this takes years and years of practice and I'm still learning. I'm just trying to be intuitive with my eating. So when I have a craving, which is usually at night, right? Like the night munchies after you get your kids to bed. Um, I'm like, am I really hungry? Or if mm-hmm. I'm, or am I just used to like snacking? And mm-hmm. so, um, if I know that I'm not hungry, then I'll grab a kombucha or make hot tea or try to like satisfy that in other ways. And mm-hmm. if you, um, are truly hungry or you truly feel like you just need a little something sweet, then by all means, I just think it's about balance and being mindful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I don't struggle with that nighttime eating. I never did. I don't ever eat at night, but it's like that three o'clock hour when the kids are coming home from school and you know, there's like, you're like, Oh, I'm just going to eat. Cause I can, you know, versus like I'm hanging in the kitchen and the food's around. That's a tough hour for me. Do you ever experience that with people you work with? Yeah, absolutely. People are like, what can I do with that pre-dinner snack where I'm not sabotaging my entire dinner, but I'm I'm not going to make it until six (laughs) o'clock. So that's super common. Um, I really, this is really boring, but it works for me. It's having great tomatoes out all the time on my counter. It's having sliced cucumbers and salsa. It's having something that feels like finger food um, that you can snack on and you're not totally sabotaging yourself for Mm. dinner. I love cucumbers. You and I, I feel like we have similar tastes. Like I live for tortilla chips. <laughs> like I'm not, I also, I like try not to eat them ever, but if I'm going to a Mexican place, I'm having tortilla chips because I yes. love them and it's my like guilty pleasure. And I love cucumbers. They're so versatile. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just about like making it work. There's so many things in it. I wish I could think of more on the top of my head. I just like make things work the most random combinations, but, um, and it's really, I don't have a lot of junk food at my house, period. So you're not going to be tempted to do the the naughty snacking when you don't have the stuff that yeah. you snack I try not to, but you know, somehow know. the kids bring it in. <laughs> I, just did, I actually, like I have these two cabinets for my pantry, like a top and a bottom. And I actually recently just emptied out the top and put all the food that I eat in there um, that they don't like that this way I won't be tempted. Like if I'm hungry and I want to go grab something, I won't even be looking at their stuff, you know, and the goldfish and the whatever, even if it's pretzels, I love pretzels. But yeah. That's yeah. super smart. That's super smart. My husband's like a notorious, like loves Oreos and all, all the junk and I can't get him off of it, but he has his own stuff. I have mine. And it's just about training your brain. Like this is where you go. And, and again, it's about that mindfulness and it, and it's about willpower. I mean, you have a choice and you have to make that choice every single day. Yeah. That willpower is easier said than done for sure. Yeah. But you know, like you, I feel good when I eat right. Yeah. And that's what I pay people. So I have a membership site. It's called Club Kitchness where we focus on like the whole healthy living and like making it a habit. And that's what I tell the women in that um, group is that like journal, even if it's a sentence a day, like how you felt when you said no to all the Snickers bars after Halloween, how mm-hmm. you felt after you worked out, how you felt after you went crazy, you know, mm-hmm. uh, having cake, you know, or whatever. And so that you can always go back to those notes and really yeah. remind yourself on like how amazing you felt 
Yeah. I mean, for me, like I've been really good and I travel a lot. So I've been really cognizant of being good on my travels. And then yesterday my daughter was home. She was homesick. She's like, I really want to make brownies, which I'm like, you're homesick, but okay, whatever. And she made brownies with Oreos in them. I mean, combine two of my favorite things in the entire world. Right. And she was like, I really want you to try them. And you know, listen, you have that moment like, okay, I'm mom. Of course I want to try what she made. She's obviously, this is her love language. You know, she loves to cook. So I was like, I'll try one. And I feel like crap today. I just feel like crap today. And it's not only like physically, I find it emotionally too. When you, when I eat that stuff, it like breaks down my emotional strength as well. Like I'm not walking around like a bumbling, crying fool, but like my stress level is really high today and I'm feeling it more than I probably should. Things like that. Yeah. It's amazing when you start being mindful of it, how you didn't realize it affected you before. Oh yeah. It's big for me. I really can't eat a lot of foods that I used to before. I just feel... You're right. The mental part is one of it, but I feel physically ick. And then once you start cleaning up your diet, you don't want necessarily the stuff because you know know what's going to happen the next day. Yeah. So I think that that's all about like that willpower is really about making those new connections of like, this is not going to make me feel good tomorrow. It's going to feel good now for about three seconds on my tongue, but tomorrow I'm going to be suffering all day. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it just takes practice. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about that instant pot behind you because I have one and I've probably used it three times. Oh girl. Well, first it took me like three months to take out of the box because (laughs) then if I take it out of the box then I'm committed to reading the instructions Mm -hmm. and that's just the whole thing. So I finally took it out of the box and like all three times I made chicken in it, which was great, but I I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I must be missing something. What am I missing? So this is so funny you bring this up because I brought, I bought mine last Black Friday. And mm. I was like, this is going to change my life. Mm. It did not change my life. And I got really frustrated because <laughs> I ruined, I ruined a lot of meals and mm. you know, it's a good investment for a kitchen tool. Yeah. Um, so I spent all of the beginning of this year experimenting and I just came out with an ebook called Instantly Paleo that has all fam- family friendly, full meals you can make in that thing. Because I find that I was talking to people and they were thinking the same thing. Like I bought it, I use it for like hard boiled eggs and that's it. And I don't even want a hard boiled egg in there. I'm scared I'm going to ruin the eggs. Like that's like how, I don't know. It's very intimidating piece of machinery. I will send you a copy of the ebook. Yes. I would love to see it. I'll take pictures and put it on the shamelessly feminine Instagram of what I made. with it. (laughs) It is a shame and it takes up a lot of room and it's like, okay, I want to be good at this. And in theory, it's exactly what you need. It speeds up the process, sort of. I want to say sort of, because I don't really think by the time it heats up and you know, you do the whole thing. It's not so fast, but you know, just to be able to put food in a pot and walk away from it is such a gift. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's one of those things that's trying to simplify your life, just like everything in like the health and wellness space, I feel like. But if you don't have the right, um, if, if you don't have the right knowledge and the right tools to use it, it's, it's pointless. And so I feel like yeah, with I anything- think all these things like Instagram and, and Pinterest and all that try to make our life easier. And yet it only makes us feel at times less than because I look at all these recipes and I'm like, oh man, these people are so talented and they got it and I don't got it. So I'm just going to not touch the Instant Pot. Like it's not going to turn out like that. It's not going to, you know, and, and we tend to like kind of pull away sometimes instead of being like, oh, I got this. I can master this or taking it little by little. Like, okay, well, I'm going to make two meals this week in the Instant Pot. And, you know, it's, it's intimidating though when you see all these people rocking things like that. Yeah. I try to, it's such a weird thing for me too, as like a content creator, because obviously I need to have beautiful curated 
food photography, but that's not real life. And I try to remind people that like, this is not what my plate looks like when it's actual dinner time with my kids. It usually looks like dog food. (laughs) It's not like pretty and styled. And so, um, it's, (laughs) it's so funny because I make a protein shake every morning and my husband, it's like, diarrhea color, you know, cause it's like chocolate with greens in it. It's like, my husband was like, what is that? I'm like, it's the diarrhea shake. It's like, you know, it makes me feel awesome actually, you know, but you have to like get past like, what does it look like? And just know it's good for you and it tastes good. Yeah, exactly. And I think uh, when you're following people on social media, you, you only see the good stuff and yeah. um, it's, <laughs> it's not always the case in real life. So true. So do you have, uh, all right, well, let's talk about habits actually, because we talked a little bit about that and working out and, you know, putting that all together, you know, how do you find time for it all? How do you find time for the workout routine and the job and the children? And you are a military wife. So your husband is often not here. So talk to us about that. Yeah. My husband's actually, um, he's in Afghanistan and he's been there for a year. So I, I get it. I get it. Um, again, it's about habit. Before he left, I would force myself to get up and just get it done. And it takes practice and time, but that was my thing. I just got it done right away in the morning. Um, I can't do that anymore because I have little ones and um, they get up (laughs) before the sun gets up. So (laughs) um, it's really just identifying like the time of the day. And we all think that there's no time, but you can always identify 10 to 20 minutes, always. Mm -hmm. And typically when I when I work with people who say that there's just zero time, we track their day by 15, 20 minute increments. It just takes like a few days of doing this to really see like what you are switching gears on, how much time you're wasting with little things. Mm -hmm. And then taking that. And even if you're just doing a movement for 20 minutes, it creates that habit that then it's a 30 minute workout. Then it's a full hour and you can build up to that, but it's, it's, identifying those slots and just making use of the time that you're wasting and switching gears. Yeah. So you talk a little bit about like vulnerability with your, with your audience and what ways are you vulnerable with your audience? I mean, it's so easy for, you know, I look at you and you're beautiful and you're in shape and you're young and it's like, okay, it's easy for somebody like me who's had some health issues and I'm in my forties and my kids are older and you know, I have 10 pounds to lose go, Oh, it's mis- it's easy for you, but I'm sure you have to get vulnerable with your audience and the reality. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I feel like I've been very blessed in my life. I haven't had any chronic health conditions, but I've had my, I've had things I've plagued with psoriasis for many years and just needed to make a change for that. But really, um, this year, especially like running my business and having, I have a two and four year old at the time when my husband left, they were one and three and we lived thousands of miles away from family. I have zero support. And so when he left, it was just such a, um, hit for us. I was just, I was overwhelmed. And many times throughout this year, I've, I love to do Instagram and connect with the, my followers on that. So I do Instagram stories. And there are so many times where I've said, I'm, I felt like a monster mom today. I screamed at my kids because I'm so wound up. And, um, I'm finding that people love that because they don't feel alone. Like everyone is there. Every, everyone has their struggles when it's, health or motherhood or your job. And the more that I've been open and sharing, um, the more other people have. And I think as women, we need to like be the rising tide and lift each other up mm-hmm. and not just show the happy fun side, but the struggle too, so we can support each other. Mm-hmm. And um, it's been really amazing for my personal growth. I, I feel like I've helped other people grow in many ways. Just a few weeks ago, I was 
feeling that weight of my shoulders of, of everything and, and mentioned like, maybe I need to go talk to someone. And everyone was like, thank you for opening up the space for mental health because sometimes you do. And it doesn't mean you are depressed or you have all this stuff going on. It's it means just you're life human. Can, life can be hard. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I think that that's, that even brings you back to the point of working out and eating right. It does make life a little easier. Yeah, it does. Like in the long run. (laughs) Maybe not while you're doing it, but in the long run, it does. It makes life a little bit more manageable. Well, and it it just clears your head. And if a healthy body and a healthy mind um, can really go so many places and do so much. And so it's important. Do you have any tips for people who travel quite a bit? I mean, it's so easy, like me, it's so easy when you're home to eat well and to go food shopping and be in your habits and your rituals. And then all of a sudden you find yourself in an airport or, you know, you find yourself in New Orleans drinking hot chocolate and and eating, you know, all sorts of good food. Maybe that's happened to me here and there. Hypothetically speaking. Um, you know, but it's true. It's, it's, I find the travel for the most part, I can often go to like a whole foods where I am and stock my fridge and my hotel room or something, but sometimes you want to enjoy, or you're on an airplane and it's delayed and you're like, Oh my God, I have no food. What am I going to do? You know, do you have tips and tricks because you can't always travel with like hard boiled eggs and you know, who really wants to anyway, you know, so any tips on that? Yeah. So I just typically, again, try to focus on that, like protein vegetables, healthy fat, if I can. And typically an airport, you can find that you might have to like pick things off your plate or make a special request, but you can do that. Um, I was just in at a conference a few weeks ago in Mexico. I know mm-hmm. rough life here, awesome. um, but it was all, it was an all inclusive. It was all the food and all the cocktails. And it was like, Oh, so great. But, um, dinner times were pretty much like they are here. I just asked for, you know, things to be grilled or prepared in a certain way. Um, cocktailing. I always, I mean, I love myself a good margarita and pina colada, but I stuck to vodka sodas and lots of lime. And, um, I didn't indulge like I typically do. Like, let's say, I know you're talking about traveling, but on vacation, you know, Mm -hmm. usually I'm like, I'm going to have all the Nutella crepes my body can handle. Um, and this time was so different because I knew how I'd feel. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it's, it's harder on the road, obviously, but packing healthy snacks, I never leave the house without my snacks. Mm, like what? Like what kind of snacks do you like to pack? I mean, I, I'll do like chomp sticks or RX bars. Um, I will do, again, like the veggies that will keep longer. So um, the little mini cucumbers or grape tomatoes or carrots or um, just like the things that in an emergency, if you're on a plane and you're dying of hunger, you have something, even mm-hmm. just nuts or those nut butter packets. Mm-hmm. Um are good examples of things you can always bring and just doing your best really. I mean, it's easy to use travel as an excuse, but you can, you can make it work wherever you are. You can make it work. Those nut butter packets are like amazing. I had, I was away this week and I did, um, I went to Whole Foods. They had this like grain-free oatmeal, um, which is so good. And then you put like peanut butter in it. Oh my God, shut your face. It's so good. I'm like, this feels so dessert like and indulgent and I'm it's good you know and it's paleo it's all paleo it's paleo friendly I'm like this is amazing yeah I have that too actually in my cupboard and I bring that I bring that when I travel so that in the morning when I have to be at the airport early and then I can just throw fruit in it from a banana from Starbucks and you're done Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I love that. It's very inspiring because it it is really difficult. And I think for me, you know, after facing health issues and really, really evaluating what I'm putting in my body and finally sort of coming to terms with that and going, okay, well, how is this affecting me? 
it's a tough reality that a lot of us need to face. And, you know, I went to um, Paris recently. And one of the things that I found so fascinating was that the food is just so different there. Uh, I had not done a lot of traveling in Europe. And I just realized like the quality of food is so different. And because of that, you know, they don't, I don't really think that they abide by this whole paleo, keto, whatever, like all these like different diets that we do, you know, low carb, Atkins, whatever. Yeah. They believe in real food and it tastes good and you don't have to eat that much of it because it's good and it's filling and it's healthy. And you know, you go to the butcher to get your beef and there's a picture of the cow that they took it from. And I'm like, that's amazing. And here's where the cow lived and here's the pasture. And this is what you guys are eating this week. And I just was like, wow, we have like kind of lost track of real food in America. And that was one of the things I came home with, like really trying to bring back real food to my family and, you know, get rid of all the packaged and the bagged and but it's a commitment. It's going to the grocery store multiple times a week. It's, you know, it's, it's not always easy. Yeah. It definitely is more of an effort. And, um, that's too, like you said, there are so many categories and I, I typically say I eat a paleo based diet, but it's really, it's real food, like you said, and you can, I can go and dive face first into a bag of tortilla chips, polish it off and be hungry an hour later. If I'm eating real food, it'll sustain me until the next meal. And that's like a big sign of like, what is, what is this stuff doing? It's just empty calories. It's just junk. And so I try to remember that. And you're right. We, we need to change the standards of how we eat and what is normal. Even like my, my boys go to preschool and we can't bring outside food there. And I understand food allergies and I respect that, but I just wish the menus were so different. They're just, it's just the standard American diet that is just, it pains me. And we need to speak up and make changes in our families and Um, teach your children what it is to fuel our bodies with the right things. It's really important. So I have a rule in my house that kids are not allowed to have sugary cereal unless it's the weekend. I let them have like a bowl of sugary cereal on the weekend. And my son, I got... uh, So my son is obsessed with Cinnamon Toast Crunch, right? So... I really need to limit it in this house. So during the week, he's super healthy. He'll have eggs for breakfast and avocado. And then on a Saturday, he'll have a bowl of cinnamon toast crunch. Well, I was making him breakfast every day. And then one day in first grade, this is a few years ago, his teacher called me and was like, you know, I think that Sam should really start eating breakfast at home because eating breakfast at school is really distracting. And I was like, what are you even talking about? He's not eating breakfast at school. I feed him every day before he leaves. And she was like, you do? Because he eats breakfast here every day. I'm like, he does? What is he eating? So it turns out they offer cinnamon toast crunch as one of the cereal options for breakfast. So he was going to school every day and getting a box of cinnamon toast crunch. Now, I mean, I have to commend the kid. He's pretty crafty. (laughs) But I was like, why are you even serving that at school? I don't understand. Like this is supposed to be part of a healthy breakfast that you're giving to kids. That's crazy to me. So I put a kibosh on that real fast. I was like, no more breakfast. (laughs) If you're hungry, you eat here. But it's, it's crazy to me what they serve our children, you know? It's crazy. And it just goes to show how, um, how far we need to go yet. I mean, when you're immersed, I'm immersed in a, a I guess California's pretty, pretty mindful, you know, in New York, but when you're immersed, when I go back home, I'm from North Dakota. So it's just, there's different education levels on what is healthy. And my kids, same way, waffle sticks and then pizza for lunch and then like cupcakes for a snack. I'm like, what, what is going on here? And so yeah, we need we need to we need to speak up as a society and as moms and take charge. I really really think that because 10, 20 years from now, who knows what's going to happen to our health and the health of our kids if we don't do it now. 
Yeah, agreed, a hundred percent. So I want you to um, first of all, I want to thank you for being here and opening our eyes to some of that. And you've inspired me because I really actually just bought a whole book yesterday about paleo, and I've been doing a lot of research about it. So um, I definitely am going to check out your stuff. Where can people find you? You can go to physicalkitchness.com is my website where I have recipes and workouts and wellness tips. And then my Instagram handle is again, physicalkitchness. Um, and then my membership site is of course on my website and the instantly paleo ebook and all the, all the stuff to make life a little bit easier. Yeah. And we'll link everything in our show notes so people can check you out. Thank you for the inspiration and uh, all the information. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Jen. Thanks for listening to the Shamelessly Feminine Podcast. If you loved what you heard, be sure to leave a rating and review on iTunes so that more women can learn to live a badass life. To learn more about this movement, go to shamelesslyfeminine.com and join our Shamelessly Feminine Facebook group. Until next time, go out there and be the boss of your life.